I had a a new experience mm-hmm. recently. Okay. Good, bad. I had a mole removed. Ooh, nice. Was it a big mole? Was it small? It was a pretty small mole. Uh-huh. But she looked at it. She not, did not like the uh, the look of that mole. Was it the irregularity of its borders? I've always heard that is a sure tell sign that the mole is not may not be good. Uh, it actually it was uh, irregularity of borders. Yeah, that's always it, been. And it, it's darker than all of my other moles, but then the borders were fuzzy. I wonder if that's like a class they take when they're dermatologists, like moles. One hundred one moles. One hundred one mole. And they just show them a bunch uh, of moles. I know. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, biopsied it out. Yep. I almost passed out. So they, they're taking it to get tested, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Have looked, you heard back? I, no, not yet. I I was just trying to grin and bear it and uh, sit there while it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I glanced over right as they were dropping the oh. little circle of skin <laughs> into the... Uh, vial oh, that's so weird huh yeah and i was like Ugh. and then i was like can i get a water <laughs> and, and she immediately walked over to the door and opened the door and was like can i get a juice box in here <laughs> they must have those on hand for people like you yeah it'll be exciting to hear what they say when it comes back i mean hopefully it'll be exciting <laughs> <laughs> i had that happen to me i had a, a, well it wasn't a mole but i had something removed from my face to be checked and I remember it being really awful getting it taken off. Yeah, the numbing stuff, it hurt immediately. And then everything right after that went numb. Yeah, like instant. Yeah. Yeah. Did they... Which makes me think, why can't they do that? Like, the dentist has to keep the the needle in there <sighs> for like awful. an hour. They're like, like, you're going like, to feel okay, a poke. They do like six different pokes. Yeah. It's like, We're man. 30% of the <laughs> way there. 50% of the way there. Yeah. Did like, they... It's been like three minutes. What are you doing? <laughs> When they took off the mole, did they like so when they took off the thing on my face to cut it off, they Yeah. They they used like an electric saw and they like took a shaving. Like they didn't take out the whole thing. They just shaved off a portion to get it tested. So when they did your mole, did they shave off a portion or did they cut the whole thing out? Uh I think they cut the whole thing out. She- like with a scalpel or something? Okay, so here's the other mistake I made. I looked over when they were preparing the implements. And I saw what what they use, and it was basically just a razor blade, like free-handing a razor blade. Like from Home Depot? Like from Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) I have those in my toolbox. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know what angle she took to cut, but I've I've looked at it on my arm now. It's just like 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 a little little disc of skin. Scabbed? It's like, yeah. Is Is it deep? No, I think it's just that top layer of skin. Just gone. Gone. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we'll have to follow up. Yeah. See what, what's going on with your mole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Two Justins Podcast, a show where Justin and Justin discuss a couple of random topics each week and Seinfeld. So great. Now, people might notice that in that intro, it was a little different. Because I did not mention soccer. And some of you are going to love that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have an announcement on the soccer side of things, but that will come later in the episode, so stay tuned. Yeah. How are you doing? 
besides the mole, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I almost passed out again today, mm. thinking about it. Like, yeah, I got all I got all dizzy. We were, we were sitting there ready for the fancy football draft. I just told somebody about the mole, and I like walked to the bathroom and washed my hands. I was thinking about it, and <laughs> I had like an empty stomach. I just drank a big thing of coffee. I was super hungry. As I'm walking back, I'm like, Ugh. dizzy. I start getting all sweaty. Hey, I'm like, is, is it, it hot? In is it hot in here? <laughs> is anybody else hot? Everybody's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Maybe you're going to be traumatized for the rest of your life. Always thinking about that mole. Hopefully I don't have to think about it again. Maybe this will be it for you. Everything yeah. was just so quick. She was just like, oh, yeah, the, we'll just remove it. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then she like walked out of the room without saying another word. And then the she assistant started you. like pulling things out of the drawer. I'm like, oh. You're not okay. gonna ask my consent. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take this off now. Uh, that's good. Man, I had a baby. Yeah, the big follow up. Yeah, the big the big one. That was uh, let's see what, eleven days ago. This is a baby is eleven days old. <clears throat> Luella, did I say the name? I did in the last one. Yes, yeah. you did. It has been awesome. Way better than expected. I don't know if we talked about it last time. I was nervous to have it. Yep. Or I didn't have it. My wife had the baby, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was nervous to have the baby. But it's been super good. Like barely. I I think I've heard her cry like barely, like yeah. any at all, which is fairly common with newborns. I guess they don't cry very much when they're bo- first born. But everything went like as perfect and smooth as possible. Nice. So it's been really sweet. It's also been really cool to see uh, Fenway, our daughter. When we had Malachi, my son, Fenway hated it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, jealous and every time Mercedes had to feed the baby was like upset and crying and screaming and just really difficult, like having another child because she was younger and probably didn't understand it. Yeah. Now that she's older, <clears throat> she understands like this is her baby sister and she helps all the time, like g- gets us diapers or gets us wives or, you know, gets us her pajamas. Like mm-hmm. she's just a- she's helping a ton and she's always really sweet and sincere with her. And but now Malachi. <laughs> is in the same position as Fenway was when we had yeah. Malachi. So um, it's been really cool, though, to see kind of Fenway be older and really love, like, having a baby sister. And they have the same outfits. Like, my mom bought the matching outfits, nice. like the baby and Fenway. So it's just Does been... Does Malachi feel left out? Nah, he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi, on the other hand, so Fenway's been really good. Malachi, it seems like just, like, ain't, not angry, but he just he's become like a little punk. Like he's, he started like hitting out of nowhere. Really? Yeah. Like not even like angry hitting, just like walk up to you and like hit you in the back. And it's like, (laughs) Whoa, bro. Like what's your deal? But, and then he'll laugh about it, you know, like, yeah, I don't know if he learned it from someone, but there's no one that would have done that. And then he doesn't watch like shows that are violent, you know, like he watches Sesame street and Coco and Coco. (laughs) Yeah. He loves Coco. But, uh, so it's just been interesting He's all of a sudden wanting my wife to put him to bed, and I always do that. So it's just different, like, for him. I think yep. he's going through the same thing Fenway probably went through when we had Malachi. So, but, uh, yeah, it's been sweet, man. What was the whole process like? How was how did it compare to the other? Like birthing? Yeah, the other. <laughs> the other ones? The other children. <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's see. I'm going to, we'll go to Fenway. Yeah. Uh, my when we had Fenway, our ideal uh, uh, labor laboring process was to be all natural, to not have to use an epidural or you know home birth. 
No, just in the hospital, but not mm-hmm. to have any medication. So for Mercedes to give the have the baby all natural without any kind of medicine or anything. And we started was it like that an way. idealism. It was like, like, yeah, this will be cool. Like we'll get all natural <laughs> and like you can do it. You're a strong woman. And she is. Uh, but after 12 hours of like pain <laughs> and walking up and down the hallway and her just in, in, in an immense amount of pain, uh, she finally like last minute, like the last possible, there's a point where you once you're, no longer, you can no longer get an epidural. So the do- nurse usually, well, when you're, when you're doing it natural, they'll come in and just say, Hey, you're kind of at that last point. Like, do you, you know, because once you pass this threshold that they can't do it anymore because your contractions are too close and you know, whatever. Yeah. And that last minute came, and we just she decided to get an epidural. So it was a long process because then we got the epidural, and that kind of can take a long time too at that point. So that first process was super difficult, and and I wasn't even giving like obviously my wife was the one giving birth, and she was in so much pain. This is maybe too much information, but I had to poop so bad <laughs> uh, for that like twelve hours. But I did not leave Mercedes' side because she, I was holding her hand, like, the whole time. And she was, like, squeezing it. She was going through contractions. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And I remember at one point being like, man, I, like, I have to poop. Were you getting, like, the back cramps? Yeah, like, where I'm, like, clenching. You're like, oh, like I got, uh, Yeah, like, the... You got to, like, like, arch it, your back. Yeah. And it, it was to the point where I was, like, starting to feel sick in my stomach because I had to go to the bathroom so bad. You but I couldn't. Start sweating. Yeah, and I couldn't. And then she got the epidural... And then I couldn't go to the bathroom. Like, I tried. It's like my body was <laughs> rejecting <laughs> rejecting it now. Like, oh, now you want to. <laughs> so I got super sick, and I had to ask the nurse. It was kind of – I was thankful because the hospital we were at was in Kentucky where I used to work, and one of the nurses was a volunteer in our ministry. And mm. she, like, took me in this back room. She's like, you cannot tell anybody I'm doing this, but here's some medicine. And I was like, sweet. So she gave me some medicine, like, behind closed doors, totally, like, against – medical policies that like kicked out like i had a really bad like nauseous nauseous from everything and and knocked i went to sleep for like i don't know five six hours and then we had the i woke up and we had the baby dang and then with malachi we just obviously had the epidural right away and that was a really smooth process and then with with luella um it was the same we had we got the epidural put in uh they started inducement at like at like 1 30 in the morning on on Monday, and then they gave us the epidural like at six or seven in the morning, and then uh, it was kind of taking a long time because when you get induced, it's like forcing your body into labor. Your body's not ready, so it's like forcing it into it. Um, so it takes some time to for your body to be like, "Whoa, this is a natural!" Like this is being forced, and mm-hmm. it takes some time. So she wasn't even like thinking we were gonna have the baby. It was like five o'clock, and she was like dilated to like a seven or something or six or seven, and then like 5:20 came around the doctor came in and like hey let's check and see where you're at and mercedes was like laying on her side like not even feeling it ready for it and the doctor was like okay well we can have a baby right now if you want and she was like oh okay like i can she's like yeah he's like yeah let's just start pushing and see and see what happens you're you're getting kind of close so mercedes had no idea so we just she pushed the next contraction that came around she pushed uh 3 times and then so kind of how it works with, with deliveries is you wait for a contraction because then you push in the contraction. And when the contraction goes away, you stop. And then when the next contraction comes around, you push again. So you're kind of you're pushing as your body's contracting to help push it out. So that first contraction, she pushed three times. And the second, she took a break. And then the second contraction came around. She pushed twice. And the baby's out. 
It, le- it legit was like six minutes. And Mercedes, it was crazy because she pushed. And I remember looking at Mercedes' face. Like, she wasn't even like – I mean, she was pushing, but she was like, an, like not even – it, it was like nothing. She's no pro at yeah, this and point. Yeah, and they pulled the baby out, and Mercedes said – oh, wait, that was it? Like, you already got her out? Like, had no idea that it even happened. <laughs> and it was just like that. And then they took the baby out and put it on her chest, and that was it. Nice. By far the smoothest smoothest one. I Light. just love that the doctor walked in and was like, hey, let's sh- you hey got- uh, <laughs> I can see the baby. <laughs> baby is... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and start. Let's go. It was really, yeah, it was crazy. But it was super easy. And I was a little nervous for the birth because Mercedes had some pregnancy complications, you know? And, yeah. Um. I was more nervous than she was just for like high blood pressure and some other things and and for the baby too and it was just all really really good really smooth yeah likely our last one too for a pregnancy part so it was kind of emotional too and yeah it was good likely the last one not going to shoot for that six or seven number (laughs) i wish no i think this is this is our last last natural one we might adopt her some in the future but for for us naturally biologically it's our, it's our last last one does, so it was a little emotional does for that Mercedes. mean there's another procedure uh, on the horizon <sighs> yes there is i haven't even gone through the scheduling process for that but i've been talking to some people i know that have had had that done just to see mm-hmm. where i'm gonna i'm not looking forward to it at all but i was talking to mercedes about the other day and i said maybe i should like make an appointment yeah like, let's get one scheduled I don't even want to think about it though. We can talk about that later. <laughs> That's awful. I heard, yeah, I heard the. I'm sure I would pass out. I'm sure you would. <laughs> I heard you can opt into like full anesthesia. You get to pay extra. Oh, I'm but sure. But you can opt in for them to like, instead of it just being a local anesthetic, you can opt into like an actual, almost like a laughing gas. Yeah. Know, where it kind of, kind of like kind a wis- wisdom teeth. Yeah, like you're like half you're in, like, half out. You don't really out. remember anything. Yeah, but you're kind of half there, half not. I might have to do that. Well, I told Mercedes, I don't think I could. I talked to a friend of mine who just got it done, and they just did local anesthetic. And he said it wasn't bad. He said the worst part is, like, the numbing, like the actual anesthesia. He said it's it's pretty awful. But then yeah. once you have that initial numbing, then it, it after that, it's it's nothing. But I don't want to even want to go through that. I'm getting dizzy just thinking about this. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> I don't know how I got so, so, so bad about this, but... Uh, yeah, this this mole has really thrown me a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> is that the first time that that's uh, happened to you, as far as like medically becoming nauseated and dizzy for something like that? So uh, I've received like a series of shots at all at, in one go, like a Hep A, Hep B, uh, MMR booster, tetanus booster, all at one time. All at one time, no problems. Uh, and that one, that one, I felt like I was gonna pass out after. I had my blood drawn earlier this month for life insurance, mm-hmm. and Is I that did a, okay. Well, I, we can I did okay with that one. I didn't get. I didn't get. <laughs> but that's like only they're, they're taking nauseous. like one vial, probably like one little sample. two vials. Okay, yeah. It just feels weird. It, it makes me want to throw up. But oh, I yeah. didn't. But like the I didn't. Needles, I, did, I didn't feel like. Big. I know. I didn't look. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't look. I, I was just like. Eh. <laughs> uh, uh, but I didn't get like actually dizzy, yeah. you know. Uh, it like makes me want to gag, but but I didn't. I didn't get like super sweaty and like tunnel vision like I did with the yeah. stinking mole. And then, did you were you even able to drive after that? Did you have to like wait for a minute? I waited for a little bit. Yeah, just in the car, just sat there. Uh, no, just like in the until like I drank my juice box. Did um, they give you a cookie or anything? No, I was shirtless and. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, the other <laughs> so the other aspect of the story. <laughs> let me just tell you why it's so funny that I was shirtless. So I, I was shirtless, and uh, the the paper got all stuck onto my back and got all soaked. It was pretty <laughs> gross. But also, if you would look, oh nice. <laughs> What was that for? I have a square uh, shaved into my chest. Did they do that? No. See that spot? Yeah. I wanted I wanted a better look at that spot. Oh, so you had to shave it. Before so you I sh- went? I shaved it so that I could look at it, and then and then I pointed it out to them so they could see it. And she's wrong like, with it? she said, "No, it looks like just irritation to her." <laughs> but now you got this but empty. <laughs> I had to like warn them before, and she was like. All right, you can uh, go ahead and take off your shirt. I was like, okay, I just want to let you know beforehand that I have a square <laughs> shaved into my chest here. <laughs> for that purpose, for her to look at. Yeah. And then she acted, I, I, I was giving her an out. I was like laughing too, and she kept very professional, but she may have like walked out and then told all of the other nurses. Did you there. notice anybody snickering as you walked out of the out of the room into your car? Well, they had so much to laugh at. There was the square, there's the passing now, there's the juice box, there's the paper being stuck to my body. Yeah. So But with yeah. like a flu shot, I do good. Yeah. I do good with the flu shot. I never <clears throat> I just don't think about it, let them just poke and then Yeah. Done. This year same I had to get blood drawn this year too. I don't know if it was for the same thing life insurance i just did it for like a checkup like an annual checkup mm. and they took three vials i remember feeling kind of funky after that i'm not a fan of it either Mm-mm. i hate it it's i like gave it. blood one other time i was like 19 or 20 years old this was this this it's been eight years since i'd given any kind of blood for mm-hmm. anything and i watched it big mistake i had like this massive needle and or this massive vein in one arm mm-hmm. and i was like oh she's definitely gonna take that one and she's like no nah, i see this other one over here and i was like i don't even see anything there it's like, why wouldn't you just go for this big one right here? You can totally see it. Like, you're not going to miss it. And she's like, yeah, I don't really like that one, though. I like this one over here. I was like, there's nothing even there. So I'm the same way. How do they – do they have difficulty finding it through the tattoo? Yeah, I, I was curious. So they put that thing on, you know, to where it makes it to where your veins kind of start to pop out. Yeah. So and they have, just do it by the shape? Yeah, like they feel it, I guess. And then there's like – when I was talking to her, it isn't always the most noticeable. Like I have this one – I can feel it right here. There's one – a fairly big one that'll start but she said there's other factors like that they look at like oh well this one i don't know it was kind of weird because like i said you could see this big one right here and she went for one like over here somewhere that i couldn't even see but she said she knew it was there and i don't know it was weird blood got in the vial it's there yeah <laughs> it's there well awesome i'm glad luella's doing good yeah and you you got to see her you were like the yeah. first one uh well besides family you're the first one to get to see her that's right because it was uh Tuesday and uh, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, you can't miss out on those Taco Tuesday deals. Oh, it was so great compared to the hospital food for my wife, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cafe Rio, man. Yeah. So, other follow up mm-hmm. productivity. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit last time about uh, Panda Planner, if you were there for that. And yeah, I just want to follow up. Yeah. And you have some new progresses. And I, I, yeah, I have a new progress as you've well. You've got new progress. I've yeah. got new progress. Yeah. So, you can go ahead and start. But all right. So, uh, my, my, I decided to abandon the, the Panda planner after all. Was that, was that something we were contemplating? Were you contemplating that last time? I, I, I think I offhandedly mentioned maybe what I need to do is just make up my own thing. And that, that became your schedule and what you need. Yeah. That became like a mind virus of thinking like, 
I just need to do my own thing. Like it just needs to be completely customized to mm-hmm. what I want from it. So in the interest of that, I took out an old notebook and started. Ironically, I haven't done today's. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, supposed to happen at the beginning of the day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but so you write all that out so, every day? Yeah, and so one of the main aspects of this is something you can do retroactively. So at the beginning of the month, this is what the page looks like. There's like a tracking hmm. page for daily tracking of yeah. things. And then daily tracking like hey this is an ideal day every day or like uh yeah kind of so like like bible reading prayer with katie uh quiet time journal here call parents read something fiction read something non-fiction like that's for the month for the month yeah and then across the top it's the first second third fourth all the way up to through the 31st so that i can at a glance i can at the end of the month look and see like oh man i hardly cleaned at all i've only got two days checked off of cleaning the whole month okay so why do you have filled in boxes and checked in boxes uh i started out filling it in and then that was too tedious (laughs) (laughs) man that's kind of neat so you can track for the whole month those are the things that you'd like to accomplish but not every like call your parents do you like is that something you're trying to do every day though like how do you have a goal set for each one of those things it's it's more of tracking than goal setting in my mind so it's, every day do you go on and look at that? Yeah. So so I can go through and check off like today, what have I what did I do? And then at the end of the month I can go and look and say, these are things that are important to me to do. How often did I do each of those mm-hmm. things? So I can know, hey, you know what? Like I only really called my parents, you know, four times in the last two weeks. Like it's really easy to not talk to yeah, you know talk yeah. to your parents, and if if I say that I I want that to be something important, this just gives me data to yeah. then look at and say how often do do I actually talk to my parents? Yeah, and then you for know? the next month, you maybe can prioritize. Yeah, based exactly. off the last month. So starting next month, I can set at, a goal. Yeah. I then can then go into my goals and mm-hmm. set a goal and say, I want to call my parents twice as often, ten times a month, or you know. Whatever, yeah, yeah, and that's just an example. It, it, it can be a whole bunch of different, you know, yeah, things that you're tracking. Uh, one of them is, you know, advance to Justin's podcast. I'm going to have to add another little yeah. snippet on there. Until if you, yeah, you gotta you gotta wait till later to hear more <laughs> about that. But and so like you know the days in which we record that counts. The days in which I edit that counts. The days in which we post that counts. The days yeah. in which we promote promote that that counts. Yeah, so yeah. I can just see. At a glance, like on any given day, like did I do something to try to advance this project? Yeah. And it is there kind of a natural flow between this project and you know my various other projects? Of oh, okay, I can kind of see a pattern here where it's like, you know, I, I work on this project and then work on that project and mm-hmm. work on that project. And I don't know, I don't know if there'll be something like that or not, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea of that and kind of how I want to do the goal setting. Okay. Goal setting towards things. And I feel like this is this is something that's easily controllable of, you know, trying to hit. Like, it'd be a really good day if you hit every single thing on the list. Yeah. It'd mean that you had a very productive day probably, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. So are your goals broken up then monthly, weekly? 
uh, monthly and then and then weekly. So I started this one kind of midweek, um, and I'll show you. I'll show you starting on these pages. Mm-hmm. So at the top of each day, I've got a time tracking section, two yeah. twelve-hour strips. This is uh, graph paper for people listening. So you have two twelve-hour strips, like a.m. twelve-hour and p.m. twelve-hour. Exactly. So new, uh, midnight to noon, noon to midnight, and each. It's broken up. Uh, each hour is two boxes because I, in my mind, I figure the most useful way at this point for me to time track, and this is all for time tracking, not for scheduling. Mm-hmm. So the most useful way for me to time track uh, is in 30-minute chunks. In that half hour, what was the predominant thing that I did during mm-hmm. that half hour? And so I've, I've got a number of different areas that it's tracking and we can go over those in in just a minute uh and then below that is like some to-do list stuff to keep on on mind and then underneath i stole this from your five minute journal is is a section to journal about something specific each day monday through friday okay then on the weekend it's got four 12-hour blocks so you still do the time tracking on the weekend but it's all one. It's all one page now. So Saturday and Sunday are combined. Is yep. that correct? Yep. Okay. Exactly. It's all one page. It's so. So the weekend one is just primarily for time tracking and then reviewing the total numbers. So all of these numbers are the uh, totals. Right underneath are the totals from the the individual moments of the day. So the total amount of time I I slept, the total amount of time I worked, the total amount I worked on on hobbies and projects, mm-hmm. total amount of time I, I spent building relationships with primarily my wife, but yeah. potentially other people. Yeah. Um, and then end of week review where I add the total numbers from not just the weekend, but the whole week. And then I can review that against my goals. Yeah, that's awesome. So when I go to goal set for the next week, uh, I'll, I'll read you some of these goals. Like there there are some stuff like, release two podcasts. So this week, I would like to get this podcast posted tomorrow on Friday, and that'd yeah. be two podcasts posted this week. Because you posted because from posted, Pod to the Future. Exactly, yeah. from Pod to the Future. So uh, there are goals like that, but then there's also, um, like last week, I did felt like it was a really good use of time, spent 28 hours building relationships. So one of my goals for this week is spend over 25 hours on relationships again. Okay. So, so that's something that I can look back at the end of the week and say, did I prioritize this this week? Did I adequately set out to achieve that? So that's what a Monday journal looks like is, yeah. is setting out those goals for the week. Since Man, I don't work on Monday. That's, yeah, it's like it, a day you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's cool. It seems like that system, did it take you a while to figure all that out? Yeah, I've already revised <laughs> some things. Uh, I started out with like 10 categories, but I've, I've whittled it down to eight. So sleep, work, uh, must-dos. So stuff like getting ready. If I have a long drive, the, it's going to take me somewhere. Yeah, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Time-wasting, hobbies slash projects. Yeah. Anything that, that, that is like that other dedicated time that's not dedicated time-wasting time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relationships. Uh, reading and productivity and planning. Yeah, and so I didn't include certain things like, uh, like originally I was doing like Bible reading, but those end up being very small chunks yeah. of time. 
that are usually as a part of something else, like a morning routine. Uh, like I can just categorize the whole routine as must do. Yeah. And, but still track it on that monthly page. Yeah. Like, did I do the must do? Or, right. Or yeah. did I do the Bible reading? Do the Bible reading. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, I th- I th- so how many you're in it? You're, it's like a week so far? Yeah. Like a week so far. Yeah. I'm finding that I like the, so I've been time tracking for like six months or eight months or something mm-hmm. like that. Probably since, ah, uh, maybe even, maybe even like was, a year. I think it was more than that. Yeah. Cause I remember you showing me. I've a graph. got spreadsheets, uh, I've seen Excel them, yeah. spreadsheets. And yeah, they go back probably over a year. And I didn't really know what to do with that information. It was just kind of giving me a general idea of like, yeah how much time I had, but I feel like this gives me more to do with the information. Yeah. I think that allows you to evaluate better and be like, how can I, which obviously the goal is like, how can I best use my time? Yeah. You know, I think that's great. Yeah. So that's my update, man. That's sweet. That's great. So what are you doing with that panda planner? I don't know, but maybe I need to, uh, create a little side business selling, the Justin system. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It could turn into something else. That's right. The yeah. Justin system. Yeah, that's cool. It reminds me a lot of uh, last last time we recorded, I mentioned I, I bought a, a focus planner. Yep. It's called a full focus full focus planner. A little different than the Panda planner, but it, what you just explained really is real similar to the focus planner. And I just got it yesterday, so I just got it in the mail. I haven't, I haven't obviously dived into it yet as far as you know how i'm going to use it or i I know how i'm going to use it but i really want to take um which i'm going to do tonight after the kids are asleep and i kind of have some time i really want to take like an hour or two and just like evaluate the planner as a whole Mm -hmm. Um, and really think critically how like to use it yeah it'd be really easy for me to sit down and so one of the things i'm really excited about in this planner is not i'm 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 excited about the day-to-day tracking stuff and like setting the goals for day to day and then the weekly reviews. But what I'm, what I'm really excited about is at the beginning of the planner, it has an area where you can write down, uh, your, your morning ritual, mm-hmm. which you kind of spoke to a little bit, your morning ritual, your workday startup ritual, which is like, Hey, once you get to work eight thirty start time, how are you starting your day? It has a workday, um, power down ritual. So how are you mm. ending your workday? So like that last hour or whatever it is for you it, it offer it, it allows you to put in what how much time it's going to take you to do certain things and then an evening ritual so what's your end of the night look like you know before you go to bed so i'm excited for that because um i do a lot of the same things mm-hmm. um you know but i think it'd be really cool to be able to actually write down like hey this is the time i want to spend so like i actually so one thing i did do today is i wrote in my morning ritual because i do the same mm-hmm. thing every day um, so it was just kind of nice to say, hey, this is almost like your must do's. Like, hey, these are priorities mm-hmm. that every morning when I wake up, I want to spend this much time, you know, whether it's reading my Bible, going to the gym. I, I need to start going in the morning now because I have three kids and there's no way I can go off after work. Uh, I like to water my plants with a hose, you know. So like, hey, these are things that they're really they're minuscule. Like they really do I need to plant them? I, I just, I think having it written out, like, hey, water your plants, take 15 minutes and water your plants in the morning. Like, that's something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I want that to be a part of my morning ritual, like, as I wake up. Um, and then evening Coffee ritual. Coffee in one hand, hose in the yeah, other. Yeah, like, I really like it. You yeah. Know, especially when the weather's nice, like, just sitting outside. Oh, no yeah. one's up. Like, the kids are all asleep. 
Mercedes is still asleep and like just being able to be by myself and do that is very mundane, but just easy and mindless. And then for like the evening ritual, that's probably the one that I'm really excited about because I don't have an evening ritual. Like I don't, yeah. my nights after the kids go to bed is pretty random. You know, I don't have any specific <clears throat> like shut down to bedtime as far as like, Hey, I want to read. And then maybe I want to, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't have any, any plan. Right. Sometimes me and Mercedes watch a show and sometimes I'll have some cookies and milk. Like it just is all over the place. So it'd be really nice to know like, Hey, once nine o'clock hits, like what is my next hour to 10 going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to read uh, something I really want to do is get rid of technology. Like before that, that hour before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like not being on my phone, not playing my switch, like not watching TV, but how can I take that hour and, like read or something. And I read every night before I go to bed, but it's never the same time. It's always different. And um, so I'm excited about those rituals. And then the other thing I'm really excited about <clears throat> is it it has this a certain area in this planner to plan achievement goals and habitual goals. Mm. Um, so the, the one, the one that the habitual goals I think is going to be really neat because similar to what you're doing with your month tracker at the beginning as well, Every habitual goal that you put in on this planner has a slot and it just has actually has one. It has a bunch of little boxes and they're all labeled one through 120. So it's three months worth. Oh, wow. So basically I'll set a habitual goal because the focus planners are for, th- for a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's not for a year. So it's, 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 by, it's, by, it's for a quarter. So everything's split up for quarters. And so it's one to 120. And their idea is, hey, if you do something for 120 days, it should be a habit. Mm-hmm. So... So you set a habitual goal, you list out the things you need to do every day to make it a goal, um, and then you set out a reward. Like, hey, after if this becomes a goal, if I achieve it, um, you know, what's the reward that's going to come from it? And then it has that tracker. So every day when I go in to look at my day, if I said, hey, I did that habit, I'm going to check that box. Um, so it's just kind of neat. I'm looking forward, looking forward to that. And then the daily stuff is really the same as what you kind of have laid out for yourself. Mm. It has the times all split up on half hour chunks. Same thing. Um, it has like your big three, like, Hey, what are the three things that you want to do today? Mm-hmm. And, um, what do you have to do to get, to get those things done? And then it has other things in there too. Like, Hey, what are some of the other things you did today? It has it all broken up in 30 minute chunks. So you can kind of write in like, Hey, this 30 minutes I did this and this 30 minutes I did this. It's and for tracking. It's for tracking too. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of all combined into one thing. And at the end of the week, it has the weekly review. And then a part of the weekly review is what are your three big goals for the next week? Hmm. So you have like your three goals in a day, but then you have like your three big goals for the week as a whole. Yep. So <clears throat> I think it's going to take getting used to um, and just really like looking at it and like taking some time to figure out like, hey, how is this best going to be used for me? But I think it'll be really good. And one thing I am going to do is like in my calendar, like I'm going to put in every day from 8.30 to 9 for 30 minutes, I'm going to spend just planning my my day. Like, hey, what does today look like? And at the beginning, every Tuesday, like when I start my work week, I'll do the, the week. Like, hey, what is the week supposed to look like? And um, and at the end of the quarter, it has a quarterly review and everything. So it goes back over the whole quarter. So I'm really excited to use it. And I think there'll be more follow-up in the future, but to yeah. see how it goes. Um, I'm not planning on starting it until next Tuesday. So I'm going to give it, like, this next five days to really just look at it. Are they – so the goals are set for quarters and not for months. So you can set it – you can start it 
not at the start of September. Yeah, you, it doesn't have dates in there. Okay. So you, you like when I got at the very beginning of the planner, you write out who it belongs to or whatever. Like, hey, this belongs to Justin Doyle. It's my email. It's my number. And then it says, hey, what, what, what are the months and like what quarters are you in? Mm. So you write in there. I wrote in there, which sounds weird, but uh, sum of three and four because it's going to be, if I start it now, it's going to mm-hmm. be part of quarter three and a quarter four. So I'm not really concerned about it being, hey, what is a monthly quarter's? Um, I'm just going to look at it as, hey, this is a three-month chunk for me. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe come January, I decide to wait a month and take a break from it. I was going to say that last week January. of December, yeah. you'll basically be one month off of – or yeah. one, one week off yeah. of starting on yeah. the new year. So I'll probably come January, if I decide to continue with the Focus Planner, I'd start fresh in January with like, hey, like an actual quarter from this point forward. Yeah. So I think it'll be good for me, same as you, just to be able to look back and say, man, what did I spend my time doing? What was important? What was prioritized? Relationships. I I didn't even think about that, but that's something I'm going to put in my habitual goal is like, how do I spend time with my kids? Yep. How do I spend like date nights with my daughter? You know, like I haven't done that in a really long time. So like maybe that's something I need to look at and say, hey, this is a goal I want. Like every two weeks I want to spend time, just me and my daughter going to do something or, you know. McDonald's. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, but she can't play on the playground. She can She can't? I'm not a fan of those playgrounds. A little sketchy. Yeah, they're dirty. Like I don't know. There's and then there's like a bajillion kids in there. You yeah. Know? Like there's a ton of kids. Like she wants to go play in there. It does seem like, like it's germ central. Yeah, and then there's thirty kids that are not supposed to be like some kids are way too old to be in there. Yeah. And you're like, man, there's just one slide in here. How is this appealing to you? You're twelve. You know, I don't know. Do they still have ball pits? No. No, is that, are it's those pretty, a thing of the past? Yeah, I like we were at Chick Fil A recently, and they have like a playground there, Chick Fil A. Yeah, uh, all it is is a slide, you and like, cli- like climb you climb up, up to the top, and they have like some different areas that that are, you can like see through, like see through floors and stuff. But there's not anything else besides like a slide that's really entertaining. Yeah, but it just looks fun because it's all colorful and stuff. But yeah, I remember <clears throat> being told as a kid that in ball pits are where people hid hypodermic needles to stab me do you remember do you remember being like i don't know i don't know if it was my parents yeah who or told you like, that? i just remember like in the zeitgeist hypodermic needles are in ball pits <laughs> they're gonna stab you yeah i don't remember hearing that it's just like uh razor blades in your halloween candy oh that's awful to think about but i i don't like have you ever looked at into that like no it's complete bunk like it's never happened zero yeah. times zero times yeah but, but there's news stories every year make sure you check your candy because there's crazies out there with nobody like who's gonna do that there's so many more so much more effective ways to be terrible yeah okay i'm gonna put razor blades in all these little kids candies because the the thing that's gonna most likely happen is the dad's gonna go to bite into the the little mini payday and he'll go to bite into it and be like, hey, this payday's open. He'll just throw it away. Like, he won't even Yeah, he why won't would even I keep notice. a candy that's already open? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I was going to say that the Chick-fil-A <clears throat> playground, when I was in high school and I worked at Chick-fil-A, uh-huh. I did have the pleasure of, after closing the playground, getting to clean the mm. the playground you just go through like a spray bottle and a rag and you just climb through the whole thing like wiping <laughs> everything down I like how you said pleasure it was my pleasure 
those, those things are still ingrained in you so much so many years later all right i think that's pretty good follow-up yeah it was extensive is yeah it was uh 45 minutes of follow-up productivity <laughs> hopefully all of you out there will feel more productive now yeah <laughs> People are going to be like, fast forward, fast forward, yeah, fast forward. I don't want to listen to this anymore. We see you, Justin. <laughs> Other Justin, third Justin. Maybe you guys will get to meet him sometime. <laughs> Special Justin guests. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. We, we should have guests, uh, but only ever have guests named Justin. Oh, that'd be great. What do you think the most famous Justin we could get on this podcast is? I don't know. I don't think I know any famous Justins. Do you think we could get Justin Verlander? I doubt it. About Justin Timberlake, maybe. I bet we could get Justin Warini, the guy that got second place in the first <laughs> American Idol. Remember the from Justin to Kelly? Yeah, he's it, not doing anything we'll now. Just, we'll just tweet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we have thirteen followers. Come, come be, on, <laughs> come be on our show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be great. Well, let's go on to random topics. Yeah. There's a list at the bottom of the page I if you want to choose one uh, from there. So Seth has uh, suggested some topics for us. Yes. I'll, I'll take one from there. But Okay. Yeah, I, I have thought of a topic before I came. So this first topic will be cooking. Okay. Cooking. So. What that means for you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Newly married. Right know. now we yeah. don't cook a lot. Okay. We don't cook a lot, especially when you get like a buy one, get one payway coupon. It's like, oh, boom, there we go. Dinner's served. <laughs> it's so nice, too, like when you know you can go out and there won't be dishes or anything. I know. It's really nice. Come home to nothing. and Let's see. Katie's done a very good job with, with the things that she's cooked so far. And so far, the only thing I've cooked is hamburger helper, the cheesy macaroni is that good? Macaroni and cheeseburger, hamburger helper. I think it's pretty good. I love hamburger helper. Is it easy to make? You just make it in a pot. Oh yeah, you right? just you just put it all in. You brown ground beef and then you like throw everything in with a little bit of milk and you just let it sit there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's did really you easy. eat a whole box on your own? Mm, like pro- for, probably not because you're also using like a pound of ground beef. So like if you and Katie, like you could split a box of hamburger helper for the two of you. Yeah, is is a pretty good portion for two people so but she's gotten really really creative my favorite so far was like a macaroni spinach spinach macaroni and cheese oh nice but she she made it like all from scratch except for the the pasta yeah because pasta is really hard really time intensive to make from scratch and i feel like you probably don't get enough benefit out of making it from scratch than what you would get just buying box pasta yeah but she made the cheese sauce from scratch, and that was very good. impressive. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. And then she's also made gorditas. Hey, those are good. Those are good. Those are, those, are great. She made those homemade, I'm assuming? Yep. Man. With, like, the cornmeal, frying it, and then uh, we had, like... What did you put inside of them? Do you remember? Well, we did on top. Oh, okay. And so just a big old pile of, like... Uh, taco uh chicken taco meat okay um that that her her parents uh make this really good chicken taco meat uh they actually make a really good beef taco meat too and so we've got like i don't know a gallon of that stuff frozen in our in our freezer yeah so we can just pull it out whenever we want tacos yeah that's the best and then we just did like guacamole and beans and cheese and man i love mexican food me too that's my favorite thing 
to eat, I think. One of my favorite types oh, yeah. of food. It's just so flavorful. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what our cooking's been. We uh, are really interested in trying something like HelloFresh. Yeah. I'll just, just to throw a- that out there, if anybody from HelloFresh is uh, <laughs> <laughs> listening and wanting uh, to sponsor... Get in on the the ground floor, you know. We can expose you to a whopping like forty to forty five people per uh, per episode. So yeah, that was gonna be a follow up for me. Is have you ever looked into like a, a a meal thing like like that? I don't know what you call that. Yeah, like meal delivery. Yeah, yeah. We we attempted to register for like a six month supply of HelloFresh. Didn't work out. I don't think anybody bought it, but it looks really good, especially for, for like what our normal schedule habits are. Like we could do that on Monday, Tuesday, we still have like $150 of taco Tuesday reward points. So (laughs) have you guys been going there like every Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. So Tuesday spoken for, uh, Wednesday we could do it Thursday. I'm here Friday's date night. And then weekends. And then weekends. You're kind of here. So, so we could do it like, two days a week you know yeah and you can pick how many days you want yeah delivered like you could do one day if you wanted probably yeah i think so yeah so i think that would be nice it's mailed yeah it's mailed in dry ice dry ice yeah i've heard nothing but really good things about hello fresh yeah yeah me too so yeah i think i would i'd be really interested in trying that especially because have you ever like i like cooking but i feel like i can't do it enough to necessitate like constantly having fresh produce and fresh ingredients. And up until Katie started eating cereal cereal regularly in my house, and now I'm eating cereal again all mm-hmm. the time. So good. And cereal's so good. Uh, but before then, I like hardly ever ate cereal uh, living in this house. Uh-huh. And so like I never bought milk because milk would just expire before I you used could, it. Yeah. And so, like, then you don't have milk. You can't make hardly anything. Like, you can't even make macaroni and cheese without milk. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, it just seemed like no matter what I bought, I couldn't use enough of it to make it worth buying it before it expired. Yeah, yeah. Unless I, like, meal prepped the whole week, and I don't really want to do that. That's not. It's like five hours of your night. I'm not that interested in that. Yeah. And, and I like eating a variety of foods. So then I would still have to like purchase a whole bunch of different yeah, things yeah. to then prepare. You know, yeah. I can't, I, I don't feel like I can easily become the, oh, I eat a plain chicken breast and a hard boiled egg and some like rice every day. And I have it prepped on Sunday night, you know, seven little bowls of it. That's it's not enjoyable. No. I like to enjoy my food, like have an actual meal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's less about sustenance for me. It's more about the pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's sometimes why I end up with a stomach ache. Yeah. <laughs> or heartburn. It's worth it, though. It is. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I like the idea of HelloFresh. I've looked into it, too, a little bit. Um, I've just always wondered, like, cost efficiency. And if, I, if I'm ordering... If I'm ordering two HelloFresh meals a week and I know they're coming, like what is preventing me from just buying those ingredients and cooking it? Like obviously the HelloFresh model is it comes to you and you don't really have to do anything. You just put yeah. it all together and it's done. Um, 
but like cost wise, how, I wonder what the difference is. Like if I were to buy those ingredients, obviously there's some cost difference because they're shipping it and it's prepared for you and that's what yep. you're paying for. But like, is it worth it for just two meals a week or could I just do something different, be better on cost and also have a meal provided? Yeah. And like I wonder, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. So like the, the way I've weighed it out in my mind is that if I wanted to make a comparable meal, it would require investing in ingredients, a lot of which would be perishable. You know, you, if you are being delivered the exact portion of spinach leaves. Like you're not going to have a ton left in your fridge. Right. Like like uh, the exact portion for two people, you might your only option might be a bag that's twice the size of the amount of yeah. spinach leaves that they're sending you. And then all of like the spices, you know, a lot of stuff that you might end up skimping or skipping. Because you don't have it. Because you don't have it. And you're like, oh, well, you know, they're going to send you a tablespoon packet yeah. with those with that ingredient in it. But your only option might be to buy a small shaker bottle that's $9. Yeah. So you're probably not going to do it. Then the food's not going to be as good. Or you're going to do it, and it's going to sit in your your uh, pantry for pantry forever. Yeah. You know? I could see that. So I that that was what I was thinking is like like long term it's going to be better for you. Or just like it it just simplifies in that you're not you're not making the decision between ingredients and so you're getting all of the ingredients all at once, but you're also not having to purchase more than you intend on eating. Uh-huh. Which then you would all have to ultimately eat or let go to waste and throw away yeah when i've made things for myself like i remember one time i made a steak and i just wanted to decide and i went and got asparagus Mm. and then i had just like the majority of asparagus left over you know (laughs) because you're only making probably like 10 pieces for yourself yeah exactly yeah asparagus is expensive it is and it's like, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, what if I buy frozen asparagus? And frozen vegetables tend to actually be pretty good yeah, because yeah. they're they're frozen like right off of the vine. Yeah. Um, so it really locks in the nutrients, um, really keeps them fresh. But at the same time, then you've just got a whole bunch of frozen asparagus <laughs> in yeah. your your freezer. It just, yeah. I don't know. That, that, that's kind of the mental calculation that that I have made with it, that at the, at the end of the day, like, I don't really want to have to procure all of the ingredients each time to make a comparable meal. Mm-hmm. And it feels like having that all of that front work done for you ends up with a better product for me to enjoy than if I were to try to do this myself yeah because i would be making compromises the quality of ingredients and the necessity of ingredients you know oh it just says to get cheese oh i'm not going to get that specific kind of cheese i'm just going to get this bag of shredded cheese yeah yeah you know yeah and and that might be the huge difference of whether or not it's a really good meal or it's okay yeah you know yeah no that's good i love it you do the like a lot of cooking i yeah i cook every night so Mercedes has cooked a handful of times since we've been married, but I do 
majority breakfast. If we do a breakfast, I always cook it. Mm-hmm. And if we do dinner, uh, I always cook it. I do all the grocery shopping. I do everything it, it, when it comes to the food in our house. Yeah. So. Um, You're like a chef. Yeah, I love it. I have my own cookbook that I record <laughs> all of my recipes in. Nice. Uh, and I've already ran out of like space in it. So. Do you edit the recipes over time? Yeah, like as you make adjustments, you yeah. Back a lot through. of them, I'm like a lot of the recipes are a mixture of like recipes I've looked up and maybe taken from different things. Like like tomorrow, I'm making chicken and dumplings, but I've never made that before. Mm. So I looked it up today, and kind of looked at a few different things, and then I got out my recipe book and I wrote down exactly what I want to do based off of like three or mm. four of the recipes. Um, it seems like you would benefit less from HelloFresh yeah, than I, I would. Yeah, and for us with the kids. I make every recipe I make, I try to double or triple. Yeah. And then we have a ton of leftovers. Yep. So I really enjoy it. Uh, like I don't, we, we buy a lot of food, like fresh produce, but it's gone within a week. Like yep. I just went grocery shopping on Monday and all my fruit's gone, which is crazy because it's only Thursday. But I don't go grocery shopping until Monday again. Dang. So some weeks are different than others, but like we, we go through our produce really fast. We go through cereal. Like right now in my pantry, I have probably, 10 boxes of cereal dang and we go through it pretty pretty quick and we always every week go through two things of almond milk and one thing of regular milk what what are the most common cereals in there uh all different types of cheerios oh wow because mercedes the full my, gamut my wife is is glute has to has to be gluten-free yeah so cheerios are all gluten-free so we buy like apple cinnamon cheerios honey mm, nut cheerios regular cheerios I'll buy frosted Cheerios sometimes just nice. to spice it up a little bit. I'll buy... I love apple cinnamon Cheerios. Oh, they're the best. Uh, I love frosted Cheerios. Yeah. Which is, I used to eat those when I was little a lot. Oh, yeah. They're in the blue box. Yep, the blue and box. And then I just recently started buying Cheerios came out with a couple different other Cheerios. Uh, they have a chocolate peanut butter Cheerio now. No, shut up. Which is awesome. <laughs> it's so good. And they have like a, I don't know what the exact name is, but it's like a Bunches of Oats Cheerios. So it's Cheerios. Really? Uh, that are they're cinnamon Cheerios with like little oat clusters in the middle of them. Ooh, like each Cheerio has a little has like an oats. oat cluster in the middle, and sometimes it's like attached to the outside too, and then like oats in there too. So it's almost like a honey bunches of oats, but they, without the cornflakes, it's Cheerios instead. That sounds really good. Yeah, and that's always the worst part of honey bunches of oats is eating the, the cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want those cornflakes. Just give me the oats. Yeah, you just want the honey and bunches and the Cheerios and the the the. The, the oats Cheerios, the Cheerio is like an apple cinnamon Cheerio. So it's really good. Um, that sounds awesome. We buy multi, the multi-grain Cheerios, which is the purple box. Yeah, that's so the we, healthy one. Yeah, so we, we go through Cheerios pretty regularly. We always buy the massive boxes at Costco of like the yep. Honey Nut. You get like two boxes for like four bucks, which is really cheap. And I do like, love original Cheerios yeah, too. with Just the plain. And you pour the sugar on it. <sighs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can get the sugar milk at yeah. the end. Yeah, and I always buy a box of cereal that, like, Mercedes won't eat, so... Fruity Pebbles? Yeah, something like that. Like, I really love uh, Captain Crunch, mm. either regular, just plain Captain Crunch, or peanut butter Captain Crunch. Has uh, science been able to explain why you get that gross film on the top of your Captain mouth? Captain Crunch? Only when eating Captain yeah. Crunch. And it, it, and it like it rips wrecks the your crap mouth out of your <laughs> mouth. It's like they don't get soft; they stay crunchy. Yeah, which I like. It's so good. It hurts my gums though. Like I'll I used always... to let that film build up on my mouth, and then I would scrape it off with my oh, finger. That's awful. It was disgusting. It's in your milk too. 
like afterwards. I really love Reese's Puffs. I love Good Mornings. Oh, yeah. Which is you introduced r- me to Good Mornings. <laughs> no one here listening probably knows what Good Mornings are. They are. Go to Walmart. They're made by Post. They are delicious. They are delicious. Uh, I love Honeycomb. Yes. Love Honeycomb. honeycomb. <laughs> and that's, like, I feel like you don't see that very often in pantries anymore. Honeycomb I like kicks. Smacks. Smacks. They make your urine smell weird. Yeah. But they are really good. <laughs> I don't usually get the Smacks. I usually get the uh, Golden. It's like the same one. The Golden Crisp. Golden Crisp. Yeah, it's like the gold with the bear. Yep. Yeah, yeah the, we could, those we could are, talk about cereals. Those forever. look like they're supposed to be healthy, and those are those yeah. have to be like the worst oh, yeah. for you. They're so good. Oh yeah, they're delicious. I've always heard like honey bunches of oats are mm-hmm. awful for you. Really? Special K, I've heard was awful for you. Special K is pretty good. Yeah, the red berry. Have or you ever the vanilla had almond. Smart Start? No, so like a Check fiber it based. Out. I don't know. It, it, it's like supposed to be a health healthy option. But it's uh, deceiving or what? I used to get it because it just tastes so freaking delicious. There's no way it's healthy for <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, that's how they uh, trick you. Yeah, yeah, they definitely trick you. So we go through cereal quite quite often. Um, but, yeah, I, I love to cook, and we can always discuss this at another time. But Yeah, well, yeah, we'll discuss more. I'll, yeah. I'll real quick hit us. We have to get going. We, we only got, got like 25 more minutes. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, so the uh, next topic was... Uh, going to be, I think, uh, a short one will be charge, charging cables. Thank you, Seth. <sighs> Thanks, Seth. For uh, tweeting in to us. Yeah, and if anybody else would like to tweet in, we every week will take suggestions. Yep, we'll just keep adding it to the list. And, and they might uh, pull your lucky we'll topic. pull one off of the yeah. list. Charging cables. Uh, I actually have a recent experience with charging cables that was extremely frustrating. Mm. Um, so I'm surprised. That How relevant the, yeah, yeah, topic, the topic is. is. Uh, me and my wife both... At Christmas time, uh, just before Christmas, bought iPhone 8s. Yeah. So we were able to upgrade, um, and we both had uh, 6s, so we upgraded to an 8 right before Christmas. Um, and I don't know what happened, but like a month or two ago, we when we got the 8s, we, we, used, we switched out our old chargers for the brand new ones that they give you with the phone, mm-hmm. um, and both of them stopped working. Hmm. Like, out of, like, don't even, you can't even plug in your phone, doesn't charge. I tried switching out the the USB, the charging port, like how you can take it out. And like the brick from yeah, the cable? Yeah. Yep. It uh, doesn't matter for both of us. So now we're back it's, to Is using it the cable or the brick that's the problem? Neither. Oh, I don't know. I'm assuming it's the cable because Probably. the bricks I use for all sorts of different things. Yep. I use the bricks for like my switch chargers and yep. like I use them interchangeably for different devices in my house. Uh, so I... I the cable, Mercedes cable stopped working first. And she's like, hey, my cable doesn't work. It was brand new, like brand new. No, no, like nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. So she went back to her old cable. And then I had my new cable plugged into the back of my iHome. So I have an iHome that sits on my nightstand. Yeah. And it has the USB ports in the back that you can charge your iPhone on. <clears throat> so I had it, mine plugged into that and my cable stopped working too. Weird. So now we're both back to using like an old iPhone. And those are like the OEM, like come with the phone. Come with the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like real, I've never had an issue. Those before. are the expensive ones. Right now I'm using buy a, a new. Yeah. Right now I'm using one of those cables from like my iPhone 5C. Yeah. That all the wires are showing and it's working and perfectly. It's working fine. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? This brand new cable didn't even work. So yeah. Super frustrated. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to like call Apple and be like, hey, you got to replace my charger which yeah. they probably would have because yeah. they're a great company and it was pretty pretty recent yeah so that was an experience i've had and i've noticed another thing on ch- charging charging cables i've bought a few other charging cables from like walgreens for like five dollars and yeah. they're awful 
Yeah, they 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 so slow have and problems. Yeah, the uh, yeah that's one thing people don't think about a lot with charging cables is those third party ones. Usually, the brick to begin with doesn't output enough enough, so it's a very slow charge, which is actually probably a little bit better for your long term battery life. Mm-hmm. But most people will be replacing their phone before that's an issue. So like yeah, every couple of years, if you have the iPad charger brick, it's the bigger of the bricks. Um, instead of the little square, it's like the, you yeah. know, the bigger one. Yeah. And, uh, that one will charge your phone like two or three times as fast. Yeah. And because it's just outputting more energy, more electricity and, uh, probably not as good for your battery, but yeah. you probably will end up replacing yeah, your phone yeah, before care. it's a huge yeah. problem. Uh, unless you're like me and I've had the same phone for like four years, yeah. but I've replaced the battery. I've replaced the screen at, at some point it's not even the same phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's a ship of Theseus for phones. <laughs> uh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So something recently I've been ex- not experimenting with, but I've, I've always liked the idea of having portable chargers and now I have two of them. When I got our new iPhones, I was given the option of, Hey, you can get a car charger or you can get like a portable nice. charger. Um, from Verizon. So I have this really like a little s- external battery. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And it, you can plug two phones into it at a time and it keeps its charge. Like if you charge it, it'll keep that charge for like three to four months. Oh, wow. So like three months later, if I have, if I hadn't charged that external battery since that three month mark, I can still plug in my phone nice. and, and get like a full charge out of it. Very nice. So yeah, I, I actually just bought a, an external charger that is supposed to put out enough amperage to jumpstart your car and it comes with the little, the little plugs for your car. So I bought, I bought one for my on car it? and one for, for Katie's. Yeah. There's also a USB plug. Is it, it big? Yeah. Like uh, how big is the battery? How big is the external battery? Um, it's like that big. What are you just charging your garage? Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't really figured it out yet. I, I, I'm afraid I have it in my backpack right now because I'm afraid to leave it in my car right now. I need to figure <laughs> like out. Heat wise, yeah, is the battery going to blow up? Well, in the it's made heat for a car. car. I feel like they would. Uh, That's why I assume I need to read through the manual. I'm the guy that reads through the manual. <laughs> yeah, I think we both probably are the guys. Yeah. That read through manuals. It's like I got to know exactly what this <laughs> is, what this uh, is going to do. Yeah, unless I'm building IKEA furniture. Yeah, and I throw that manual out the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you get all the extra parts. <laughs> Yeah, and now it's nice because I got an extra part drawer in my toolbox. Yeah, anything breaks, oh, I got a part for that. <laughs> but if I would have used the part in the first place, maybe it would have broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, let's uh, move on to Seinfeld, and let's keep the pace yeah. rolling because we got to go. One of the things we want to continue to do with the Seinfeld part of the podcast is apply little snippets yeah. and uh see how true to life they are how much how much we relate to the scenarios because it seems like Seinfeld is a show that is just tremendously s- relatable mm-hmm. uh because of the way it's written and all the situations that they find themselves in so for those of you that don't find Seinfeld particularly interesting hopefully the fact that we talk about how relatable it yeah. is yeah. uh will will be something to drag you along through this part Seinfeld episode 6 no, not episode six. Season, season two, two episode one. Yeah, we wrote episode six, but uh, yeah, season two, episode one. And this is where you see a noticeable difference in, in the quality, pace, the, the pace, quality, the yeah. jokes, the, the writing changes a little bit. Uh, the thing I wrote down is this is the, the first you see of Jerry's apartment style 
to what it would remain for really yep. the entirety of the the show. His, so his apartment magically gets significantly larger. <laughs> he's a, he's a comedian that now makes a lot of money or something. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, like his table changes, his couch changes, the the kitchen changes, his decoration on the walls change, his computer desk changes. Just the the feel of the room is bright and cool compared to like a little more warm and yep. dim, like almost like a like I noticed in the first season, if you if you would ever notice this, but if you look at the floors, they're really dirty. There's like yep. trash on the floors and stuff, uh, which is weird. Like why who lives like I guess some people live like that, but <laughs> I remember I remember seeing that in an episode and being like, Oh, that's kinda weird. Like it's four. It's like dirty. a complete character yeah. shift to, of, of like this comedian that not struggling, but like is just kind of a mediocre middle of the pack comedian right. to where like now it's more of like who Jerry Seinfeld actually yeah. was at that point. In yeah. His like, career. yeah. And like a more of a rich comedian, his friends all like he, he pays for the checks and ep- later episodes. Like they yeah. assume he's going to pay and pick up the bill, like just a different, and, and he's very kinda. meticulously clean also. Yeah. Like all of a sudden OCD with yeah. things. Definitely. Yeah. So but, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Like the switch really quick and just, that part of the yeah, and it show. felt like uh, the the front the front of the episode had like a whole bunch of stuff happening. Yeah, like it, it, it felt one. it felt like normal Seinfeld again, just yeah. like that. And that's what I wrote also about that this episode is like there was a main plot which was George's George and his girlfriend breaking up, and then Jerry kind of coming in. But that re- it was the main plot, but. I didn't really focus on it. You know, like I wasn't like waiting to see like, Hey, what's going to happen with Jerry and George's ex-girlfriend. Like there were so many little things happening totally throughout the episode that really I think is what makes Seinfeld a show about nothing is because yes, it has these minor plots, but it isn't the main point of every episode. Like you, you get things from different characters throughout the episode and, and there's just kind of continuing conversation that kind of carries over from scene to scene. Yeah. That seems to just be continuation, you know? Yeah. It, it's just like with your actual friends. Yeah. That every time you are away from a friend and then, you know, jump to the next scene and you're with that friend again, like the conversation just kind of continues. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it's not a whole like reintroduction of the plot yeah. of, yeah. it's just very true to life. Yeah, and, and, and with that, like for instance with this episode, like if you start thinking about the things that were talked about, there's a, a ton. You can't count them on yeah. one hand. Like you have the chiropractor. Yep. Uh, Jerry goes to that chiropractor and George goes and gets frustrated because it's too expensive. Yeah. Then you have Kramer with his cantaloupe. Yeah. And the fact that Jerry doesn't shop at Joe's, he shops at a supermarket. And then you have um, the uh, lane. The, at the beginning, it talks about lane shifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it has a lane. Is this the one where a lane doesn't want to sit in, in the, the back, back seat, seat because she doesn't want to? Had to feel like he she's left, left out, out of the conversation. conversation. And and kind of f- like foreshadowing her being like left out of the fruit towards the end of yeah. the, the episode. Yeah. So it's just all these different things that pop up that yeah. you know you can kind of recall. And then you have George and his ex girlfriend getting split up, and, and that's just ongoing yeah, throughout. George not. Yeah. And then yeah, Jerry starting to date her. Uh, like we said, we want to kind of highlight something that's kind of relatable. And uh, I really liked the part where George was talking about, he's like, but he's like, I, like Jerry, I got a problem. Like I left books, my books <laughs> over at her house. And Jerry's like, so what's so the problem? Yeah. 
Like, have you read the books? <laughs> like, yes, but they're my books. He's like, oh, what's the deal with people on bookshelves? They put their books up in their house. What's the deal with books? Uh, and then I love uh, later in the episode uh, when he's he's uh, sucked into Marla's tractor beam, and he's talking to George, and he's like, "So have you read the reread the books late, <laughs> lately?" <laughs> Uh, funny thing about Moby Dick, the the second read through, the, uh, Ahab and the whale become good friends. But it got, got me thinking, like, how often do you reread your books? Like, I have I have books, and I like looking at the books, but I probably have, you know, forty books I, I own that I haven't even read. Yeah, much yeah. less like rereading all of the books. Yeah, I have a lot of books that I've owned that I haven't read too. But rereading books, uh, I'm, I've actually done that quite a bit. Um, this year, mm-hmm. uh, I've already reread two that I've read in the past, and then currently, like as we as we're recording, I'm reading two books that I read probably two or three years ago. Nice. So, I think it depends on the book. Yeah, I've read Lord of the Rings a bajillion times. As I say, the Hobbit I, a lot. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like other, with fiction books, I've definitely reread them yeah, more, especially if I really enjoyed it. Um, Harry Potter, like every two years, I yeah, pick it back up again. Which I've been thinking about. Man, I should reread Harry Potter. I haven't read reread that in a really long time. Lord of the Rings, I try to get through every couple of years, too, because those take some time. Yeah. But then there's other books where it's like, man, I'm not going to need to re-re- re-read. I might go back and look at it. Like, oh, sure. I remember there was a specific chapter that spoke to this part of my life or something. But um, I'm not going to go reread Much Ado About Nothing from Shakespeare that I read when <laughs> I was in a junior in high school. So Maybe Othello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I love this episode. I thought it was great, and I'm I'm watching Seinfelds that are a few seasons ahead of where we're at as well, and it's the same. You know, it doesn't change much. Yeah, and that's what I think is so great about Seinfeld. Well, so, awesome. Yeah. Well, this is where people would normally be used to the soccer portion of the podcast, and uh, Justin, we're trying something a little different here. Yeah, and uh, like you mentioned in the beginning, uh, we're going to be starting. A new podcast. Yeah, a new... So all of that soccer talk is going to be shifting to uh, its own feed. It's called the Two Justins Soccer Pod. Yeah, and for people out there that don't like soccer... You don't have to listen to you. us uh, <laughs> talk about it anymore. Yeah, but for all of you who do, we will be talking exclusively about soccer on, on this new podcast. Exactly. So there won't be topics. Well, there'll be topics, but there won't be random topics. There won't be... It'll just strictly be shorter episodes specific to soccer. Correct. Um, so that feed is up now. If you search for Two Justin Soccer Pod, you'll see uh, number zero zero, mm-hmm. and that is uh, the first episode. Yeah, it's up there. It's kind of a uh, kind of a trailer episode. It is the last two soccer topics smashed together yeah. and put up there. And so uh, that is up there, and that is live now. The the first, the number zero one, first actual episode of this new soccer podcast uh, will hopefully be up sometime next week. Uh, this should be up hopefully on Friday if I can get my act together. <laughs> well, according to your new time tracking thing, it might might work out. It might work out. So be on the lookout next week in that feed for your first soccer episode and uh, that'll be really fun in the place of the soccer episode 
you you may notice that we also only did two random topics. Yeah. So kind of in the place of that soccer episode, after we get through Seinfeld, is uh, going to be kind of a more dedicated space for a larger topic. Yeah. So that we can deep dive into something like productivity that might uh, take that might some take more time. Uh, more time and uh, yeah, and something uh, maybe we watch a movie and discuss it, maybe read a book and discuss it, but it's just a more dedicated mm-hmm. space to be able to have that discussion and uh, not feel like we're trying to hit all of these other things. Yeah, so or feeling rushed or any of those things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, really so, excited about it. Yeah, definitely really excited about it and excited for you to join us for all of the soccer conversation over there. The whole beginning of this podcast probably the first 10 episodes are going to be exclusively dedicated to things that we did not know when we first started watching soccer and that we had to learn to help people that might be interested if you're kind of interested in soccer but you're like i don't get it it's hard to watch i don't get it yeah these episodes these podcast episodes are going to be explaining things like how the the leagues are structured it's going to talk about what is relegation what is relegation what are points american yeah, football doesn't have exactly points. Like, how does, how that does work? the scoring of the leagues go it what does it look like to play for clubs and to play internationally what does it look like to be on loan what does it look like to have transfer windows like all these different things why, that, why do they have penalty kicks after some games and not other games and yeah. why is it end in a tie and what's how an do, indirect kick what's a direct kick yeah that's i i actually uh I find the rules for indirect free kicks very confusing. Yeah, it's different. What is offsides? Yeah, it'll be great. It'll it'll be good. So we hope you join us over there, and uh, we hope that this helps people to uh, find soccer entertaining and helps promote uh, the American soccer movement as we head down the road to 2026. And then we can all have our soccer meetup. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, for the World Cup. So So good. 2026. We'll see you there. Yeah.